0: You're listening to Faith FM Positively different radio Welcome back to Faith FM It's now time for our encounter with God session Mark, I just want to ask you a quick question mm-hmm. You know how earlier you did admit to not having ever built a house? Yeah Have you ever built a boat? Yes Really?
1: Uh-huh. I've built several boats
0: no, are you serious? I am. Wow, that's so cool. I yeah. didn't expect you to say yes.
1: They weren't very big boats. Oh. What so I mean? think the biggest boat that I ever built was, let me think, probably about 500 millimetres long. <laughs> Lyle. <laughs> but it was a fully functioning sailing boat. A boat for ants. And it would sail by itself and it would, 500 millimetres is decent. It's like, you know, it's bigger than ants. You know, mouse could sail on that boat. <laughs> Don't <laughs> be so rude about my boats. <laughs>
0: your mice are you away on your boat, Lyle. That's, uh, that's cute. A
1: couple of years ago, I found one. Oh, really? Yeah, one of one of those I built when I was a kid.
0: Oh, yeah,
1: in a dusty old box stored away somewhere, and I was like, wow! And it's back at my place now.
0: Are oh, you going to put it up on the shelf? Put it on display. Maybe
1: one day I should uh, fix it up. Fix it up and re-rig it. The um, there was none of the rigging was left, but um, mm-hmm. everything else was there. It was a pretty solid kind of um, boat. And
0: I do like the way those model around. boats look. They are really cool. Yes. Yeah.
1: Okay, so we've got a story about a model boat today.
0: Oh, yeah, fancy that!
1: Fancy that. Okay, so this was a story of a small boy who made a model boat. Now I made several model boats when I was a kid, and the reason that I did that was because this was the era before screens. And this is the kind of thing we did. Mm-hmm. And uh, so this kid, he makes himself a boat. And he put his heart and soul into it and, you know, I can relate to that. It was a lot of hard work and it sailed just amazingly. Mm -hmm. And one particular day he was sailing it down at the uh, local pond in the middle of town and it sailed way out into the middle of the pond and got stuck in some reeds. And he couldn't get it back and, of course, um, you know, when I used to sail, I used to sail mine on the open ocean sometimes. Really? Yeah, with a fishing line on it.
0: Oh! And then (laughs) when you wanted to sail back,
1: you just pull on the fishing line and it would come around and it would sail back to you.
0: Wow! He's turned
1: it around with the fishing line. It was a bit slow with the fishing line, though. It sort of slowed it down. It sounds like a lot of fun,
0: actually. I wouldn't mind trying it.
1: Yeah. Anyway, so he's lost his boat. He goes back there the next day and borrows some, you know, waders and so forth, and he can't. uh, The the boat's gone. Oh. Somebody else had seen it and gone. Oh, there's a boat abandoned in the middle of the pond, and I'll uh, take that. waded out there and got it, Mm. and so he was just gutted, like totally gutted, because he 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 just he just. You know, sunk his whole life into making this thing And he made it with his own hands And there's something very different from something that you make To something that you buy
0: Oh, absolutely
1: And so uh, he was really sad. And a couple of weeks later, he was walking past a um, a pawn shop, you know, where you pawn things and get money for them Mm -hmm, and so mm -hmm. forth. And he sees his boat amongst all of the other, you know, goods and chattels in the window. He sees his boat in the window. He's like, "That's my boat! I made that boat!" And he's super excited. He goes running in in, into the uh, to the pawnbroker, and he's like, "Oh, that's my boat in the window! I made that boat!" And uh, the 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 pawnbroker was like, "Well, actually, um, it's my boat now." Uh, because, you know, it was sold to me. Somebody found it and they sold it to me. And so um, I, I, I can't just give it to you. Anyway, as it turns out, the pawnbroker, he was a bit of a an evil character. Mm-hmm. And because he was a bit of an evil character, he sort of figured, yeah, okay, I think this kid did make this boat and he's highly invested in it. And so the kid asks him how much it is, and he just sort of raises the price on it, you know, as he's like going to make a few dollars here off this kid. So he ups the price on it. Well, the kid, um, he's pretty gutted, but he's like, okay, put it aside. I'll go and raise the money. And he works hard. He takes odd jobs. He doesn't ask his parents because back in the day, that's how you raised money. When I was a kid, I used to go apple picking, and that was Brack. Back-breaking work. But uh, I could get $20 for a 20-bushel bin of apples. And how t- long did that take to pick? Um, for a 12-year-old kid, that used to take me uh, probably about half a day or more. Whoa, okay. It was hard work. It was hard work, you mm-hmm. know. Anyway, um, but, you know, it was, it was great. That's how all kids should grow up. And uh, and so he works hard and eventually he gets uh, enough money and he goes back and he buys his boat and he walks out of the pawn shop, he is glowing with excitement because that boat is now twice as precious to him as before. You see, it is his because he made it. But not just that, it's his because he bought it back again. So it's his twice over. It's twice as precious, and the value of buying it back simply makes it more precious again. So the more that the pawn shop owner had asked for it, the more precious it became and the harder he worked for it. It's a great story, isn't
0: it? It's a beautiful story, and I feel like there might be a moral to it.
1: There just might be a moral (laughs) to this story. And so this story is all about what Jesus has done for us.
0: Amen.
1: So Jesus made you. He made you as an individual. And because he made you as an individual, he loves you beyond imagination. You think about if you've got children, um, think about how you love your children. You can't not love your children. Because you know you made those children; they are, they they're yours. They're part of you. And for each one of us, you know, we're part of we're part of God in a way, in that He made us. And so um, we're incredibly precious to God. But something went wrong, and we wandered away and got stuck in the reeds and got lost. And somebody stole us, mm. and now we're under the rulership of a pawnbroker who is. A pretty evil genius, mm-hmm. and doesn't want to give us up. And so Jesus comes along and is like, yeah, I want I want those people. I, I made them. They're mine. He's like, no, they're mine now. If so you want them, you'll have to buy them. And he's thinking in his mind, there is no price on earth that could be paid to buy these people back. This is this is where how Satan is thinking. And Jesus walks in and says, okay, here's what I'll pay. I'll pay my life. Now, you can't get a higher price than that. Mm. And that's what Jesus did. He just walked in and he didn't start bidding like, oh, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll pay this or I'll pay that or I'll pay the other. He just goes right to the top. And he bids for you and I, he bids the highest price that there is, his life, his blood. And so when you think about that, imagine how precious you are to Jesus Christ because he bought you with his blood.
0: You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio.
1: So that's got to make you feel incredibly precious, right? Very
0: precious, very precious indeed. And,
1: And it helps us to understand why it is that God is working so hard to get every single one of us into heaven. You're doing everything that he can to get us there because he made us he bought us back. He redeemed us. That's what the word redemption means. You know, when you take something to a pawn shop and get some money, and if you want to get that back, you then go and redeem it by paying more money. Mm. And so we were redeemed by Jesus Christ. He went as far as it was possible to go to redeem us and to buy us back. That's what our Bible study is all about today.
0: Oh, it is? I thought we were doing Galatians. Yeah, we are. Oh, what's but, this got to do with Galatians? That's what
1: Galatians is all about. Wow. Yeah,
0: I suppose it is. Yeah, that's what we've been yeah. looking at. Sort of like a plan of salvation. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Okay, and so this is, this is what we're looking at. Okay, so we are the boat in the story, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And uh, what is our, you know, how, how do we respond to how God loves us? Because the difference between us and a boat is that we can respond. We have that choice to do so. And if that boat could have responded it's like, oh, wow, this kid really loves me, this kid made me and he really loves me, how would that boat have responded? Well, a boat can't do that, but you can. Mm-hmm. So what are you going to do to respond to Jesus and his love for you today? Okay, so let's look at some passages. Um, Galatians chapter 3, and this is one that we looked at uh, a few days ago. We're going to look at it again, a very important um, uh, principle that we're going to look at right here. Galatians and
0: chapter 3, verse 11, please, Mon. So it is clear that no one can be made right with God by trying to keep the law. For the scriptures say it is through faith that a righteous person has life.
1: Thank you. This is a very important verse and one that we need to emphasize again. You see, there are those in our world who would say that we live under the dispensation of grace. And that people in the Old Testament lived under the dispensation of law, which means that people in the Old Testament were under the obligation to obey the law and that because they were under the obligation to obey the law, if they did not obey the law, they were lost. In other words, their obedience was linked to their salvation. Mm -hmm. Um, Then they say, because Jesus has died, we are now under the dispensation of grace. We are no longer under the obligation to obey the law. Therefore, when we get to heaven, we will get there by grace. And when Old Testament people get to heaven, they will get there by law. Well,
0: I mean, that does kind of make sense. If you go to a shop, the item isn't yours until you've paid for it.
1: Ah, yeah, this is very true. Mm. Unless somebody has come in and given the guarantee that you'll pay for it in advance. And the shop person, the shop owner believes that person. Okay. And this is one of the things you find with the promises of God. And this is, this is kind of a hard concept for us to get our heads around because we live in a, a world of humanity where we often break promises. But this is a biblical principle. Let me share it with you. The promises of God are so sure that when they refer to a future event, they are present reality. Say that one more time. The promises of God are so sure that when they refer to a future event, they are present reality. Wow. Let me, get, let me give you a verse to get your head around this one. Just yes, an illustration. Please. Go to the Gospel of John. This will blow your mind. and We'll go to John chapter 6. And why don't you read for us verse 53 and 54.
0: So Jesus said again, I tell you the truth, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you cannot have eternal life within you. But anyone who eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life and I will raise that person at the last day.
1: Okay. First of all, when Jesus talks about eating his flesh and drinking his blood, this is a separate topic. We're not going to go in depth in it today. He's simply talking about eating in his words. Okay. The Bible. Okay. okay. That's a topic for another day. Sure. I want you to notice the last two lines of verse 54 because there is a contradiction in that. Can you see the contradiction there? Read those last two lines again.
0: But anyone who eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise that person at the last day.
1: Okay, when Jesus says he has eternal life, what is the tense on that? Past, present. 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 Yeah. Okay. So present tense, Jesus says, if you eat my flesh and drink my blood, present tense, you have eternal life, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And I'll raise you up at the last day. Mm Mm-hmm. Do you see the contradiction yet?
0: I do, because in order to be raised the last day, you'd have to die first. To,
1: to have a first. resurrection, you have to first have a death. Isn't that yeah. so? Yeah,
0: okay. All right, uh-huh. right.
1: starting to come together now.
0: I see where you're going. So Jesus
1: says, you have eternal life. It's present reality.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But you're going to have a resurrection, so that means you're going to have a death.
0: Which all sounds kind of confuddled.
1: Which all sounds kind of confuddled until you understand that the promise of God is so sure that when it refers to a future event, it is counted as present reality. No, it is not counted as present reality. It is present reality. And so you can sit here, I can sit here, and you can, as our listener, can listen today and with the absolute confidence, I have eternal life. I can face death knowing that I have eternal life. And that eternal life is based on the promise of the resurrection which is a promise that God has made. Therefore, it's real for me right now.
0: That's incredible, Lyle. Is this why they call it the Blessed Assurance? Yes. Ah, pennies are dropping blessed everywhere. Blessed Assurance,
1: Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Amen. I won't try and sing it.
0: <laughs> Neither will I.
1: <laughs> I will. I heard they were singing here on the radio yesterday.
0: That, yeah. Yeah, Kent was cracking it out. <laughs> <laughs>
1: don't ask me to do that. Um, and so this is, a, oh, what an incredible promise we've got right there. Now, how, we got sidetracked onto this. We, what were we talking about?
0: We, were, I think we were in Galatians, weren't we?
1: We were in Galatians and we were talking about faith mm-hmm. and how that there is only one standard of salvation. There is not two. You don't have two groups of people in heaven. You only have one. And those who are the, the, those who are there by grace through faith. But we're going to take a break. This is... Marion Peppers. Peppers with Give Me Jesus, and what a great song to be playing for a Positively Different Radio here on Faith FM
0: enjoying the the music at the moment it's great we've had someone come in and help us out with our song list our track list and i'm just it's a
1: blessing and if
0: you have a suggestion for a song that we should play on our radio you could definitely call us up and tell us all about it i
1: always enjoy i always enjoy pepper she's just an amazing artist
0: speaking of calling us up and telling us stuff why don't you call us up and tell us the answer to our quiz so it's a who am i question Mm -hmm. the first clue was i am a doctor Mm, There's only
1: one in the Bible. We have two of us here have established that there was only one in the Bible. So
0: the second clue is I wrote the third book of the New Testament and the book of Acts. Mm. And the new clue that I'm going to give you is in Paul's second letter to Timothy, he tells how everyone had left him except me.
1: Well, there you go, mm. a companion of Paul mm-hmm. who would not forsake him even in very, very difficult difficult and challenging times.
0: Indeed. If you think you know the answer, 1-800-FAITH-FM or text us on 0491-064-669. Even jump on our Facebook, Faith FM Australia. We will send you a wonderful prize. We're going to send you a book called Christ's Object Lessons, all for free.
1: Fantastic. Always like free things. We've got something else free coming up at the end. too. We do. So stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. Okay, so we're talking about the dispensation of law versus the dispensation of grace, and is this a thing or not? So maybe you'd like to give us a call on this and share your views. 1 800 324 843. Are there two standards of salvation? Were some people saved under the law and some people saved under grace?
0: Well, we did just cover this whole thing about, you know, a promise that Jesus gives you is a reality, especially given to you, like in the. Yes. Yeah. So
1: you wanted you want to see another verse on that?
0: Yes, I do. I love Revelation, that
1: verse. my favourite book of the Bible. Someone asked me a, a question on Revelation.
0: Yeah, see if we can stump Lyle with a question about <laughs> Revelation.
1: Yeah.
0: With, uh, the, the easiest one for you.
1: <laughs> okay, where are we? Where are we going? We're going to Revelation chapter thirteen. We were reading this during our oh, when we were talking about the New World Order earlier. Mm-hmm. Okay, the Bible says all that live on the earth shall worship him whose names are not written in the book of life of the lamb slain from when When does it say?
0: From the world was made.
1: From when the world was made. When was Jesus when was Jesus crucified?
0: Not when the world was made?
1: No, he was crucified in 31 AD.
0: Which was a long time after the yeah,
1: world it was, was like made. Yeah, it's like 4000 years after the world a was long made. Long time. But the Bible says no, he was slain from the time when the world was made. So here's how it works. The promise of God, when it refers to a future event, is always so sure it is counted as present realities. And so when the world was made and Adam and Eve sinned and the promise was made that Jesus would give his life and bruise the head of the serpent, from that point forward it was present reality. Jesus had paid the debt.
0: So he had the plan from the get-go.
1: And that plan was never going to fail.
0: And the plan was also never gonna change. That means Never gonna change. That all the people who existed before Christ's crucifixion are saved under grace.
1: Absolutely, because they accept the sacrifice of Jesus Christ by faith in event to come. And we accept the sacrifice of Jesus Christ by faith in event that has come.
0: See he's kinda of like the guarantor. He's like if anything happens, I'm a pay for it, I've got it covered. That's right. And then stuff starts happening. Absolutely. But he's got it covered.
1: So you only have one standard of salvation. You do not have two groups of people in heaven, um, some that got there by works of the law and some that got there by grace through faith.
0: Which is good to know because 4,000 years worth of people who were all trying to earn it probably – Wasn't that successful?
1: No, because if you've ever tried to earn your salvation, how long did you last, Mon?
0: Yeah, not very long at all. And if you've ever read the Old Testament, you can see those people could never have earned their salvation either.
1: Okay, so now let's think about faith for a moment Mm -hmm. and the role, the importance of faith and and the role that faith plays in salvation. You've got a whole chapter of the Bible, which is called the faith chapter. Oh, Hebrews chapter 11. Remember you were talking about this yes, yesterday? Yes, we did, yeah. Okay, so Hebrews chapter 11 is the faith chapter of the Bible and the faith chapter of the Bible is all about giving examples of people of faith.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, you know what's interesting about those examples given there in Hebrews chapter 11? What's that? Every single one of them is an Old Testament example. Really? Paul does not give a single solitary New Testament example of faith in the faith chapter.
0: What? Why? Why does he do that?
1: Because he is illustrating very, very, very clearly that salvation is by faith, by grace, through faith.
0: Ah, so he's telling the people then, even yes, then, this then same issue. He's
1: is, is telling them the same issue. saying, look, it has always been the same, same standard of salvation.
0: So this is basically... There's no such
1: thing as this dispensation of law, dispensation of grace. This is, this is everybody is saved by grace.
0: So he's basically I, I mean, sharing... there's different ways
1: you can interpret those those words, dispensation of law and grace. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, but people who look at two different versions of salvation, there is no two different versions of salvation. So give us a call. You know what our number is? 1-800-324-843. And maybe you'd like to comment on this in... Uh, uh, one of our future sections here, but so um,
0: basically, Paul is—he's kind of giving this Bible study to the people back then, the same one that we are doing right now.
1: Yes, because we are reading from Paul.
0: Yeah, so he's like showing how how <laughs> Yeah, he's he's, he's under- making it
1: really clear. like, I'll give you a whole chapter to show that there's no such thing as uh, dispensation. You know, people saved under law.
0: Who's in this? Uh, Faith Hall of Fame chapter, Lyle.
1: Oh, there's a whole bunch of people, and I'm trying to remember them off the top of my head. Have you got some of them there? I think it's it starts Abel. with Noah. Oh, it starts with Abel. That's right.
0: Yeah, Enoch, Noah, Noah Abraham, wow, awesome. Sarah. It just goes on and on. There's so many of them. Yeah. Isaac, Jacob. Wow, Joseph, Moses. There's heaps of them.
1: That's right. Jephthah.
0: This is a long chapter of faith.
1: Isaiah. Faith heroes, Yeah. He yeah.
0: said these are the superheroes, real superheroes. They are. Well, is. Jesus is a superhero.
1: Jesus is the superhero <laughs> and these are people who follow Jesus Christ. Kicks. Yeah, they follow <laughs> Jesus Christ, you know, with their whole hearts. They were humans like you and I and we can be just like them.
0: Amen. Thank you for joining us with our Bible study today. We'll be back next week with more great encounters with God. We're going to have Family Matters with Darren Pratt now. A new segment. Enjoy it.
3: Yes, welcome back to The Breakfast Show on Faith FM. You're here with Darren Pratt for Family Matters. Today we're talking about story, story, and, and all children love stories. And the research says that stories give our children the weapons they need to defeat the dragons. I like that a lot of dragons out there that are wanting to bring our children down and um, the research is saying that when we tell stories children learn empathy they learn resilience they learn about their world and they learn about um, trusting and um, serving others and they're all good traits that we want to instill into our children so here's the challenge when is that moment in your day when you get time to stop and sit with your children and read or tell them a story? My experience growing up was that mum would pull out a good Bible story book um, and would read us a story every single night. Um, we, would, we would sit at her feet, six children around her bed, and, and just listen to the Bible story. And that's a challenge to me today. We live in a fast-paced society, a busy society, a society that is full of tech gadgets that often disconnect our families. If the research is saying calling our family together to read or listen to a story together forms sticky faith. And so, I guess um, the challenge is there's five levels of story that we need to pass on to our children. Children need to hear the stories of the Bible, the worldview of where God has interacted into our earth's history, the stories of the patriarchs and, and matriarchs and the heroes of faith. They need to hear those stories. They then need to hear stories of the church Universal Stories of the early church um, Stories like George Mueller The the orphanage man Or um, Florence Nightingale Who started nursing Um, Stories of of people of faith Who have had the courage To make a difference Level 3 Need to hear stories of your church Denominational By that I mean What is it about your church That is significant to you and what are the stories of your church denominational? who founded it? Who are the pioneers and and what are the stories that have happened in your denomination? The next level, you need to hear the stories of your church um, local, where you attend, who planted it? What are the stories that have happened in your church and and why does your church exist and finally. And most importantly, they need to hear your story. Why are you a Christian and where has God made a difference in your life? As children hear these stories, they give them access to God's story and they're more likely to find their place in God's story and continue His story today, now and tomorrow. So the challenge, tell stories. Stories change lives and give our children the weapons they need to defeat the dragons. You're listening to Family Matters on Faith FM with Darren Pratt.
1: Krauss and the Cox family with Jules and what a great song to come on after Darren Pratt's Family Matters series. Now I understand we have a caller who has come through with an answer to the quiz. Steve, are you there? I am indeed. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Welcome to the show. And you have an answer to our quiz? Of course, it is Luke The answer is Luke Well
0: done We're going to be sending you a copy of Christ Objects Lesson A wonderful book, completely for free Um, Where are you from, Steve? I'm from Beresfield. Oh, Beresfield. Beresfield. So quite local to us right
1: here, so that's fantastic. Steve, thank you so much for being a part of the show. We always appreciate it when uh, people jump jump on and um, are part of the show right here. And you have a great day. We've got that book coming out to you, and we will pass you back to Marta, who will take care of you um, with the rest of the details. So, What's our
0: question for the day, Lyle?
1: Our question for the day. Okay. Hmm. It's a really good question that has been sent in, um, and the question is this does it mean to be a fruitful christian
0: oh something to do with like trimming an orchard or
1: something yeah it means i have an orchard
0: oh you do i do what do you
1: grow um i grow lots of fruit to supply food for various birds and fruit bats (laughs) I have citrus fruit, and I have plums, and I have pears, and I have macadamias, and apricots. Yum! Oh, plums that sounds are delicious. So good. Oh, oh, and and mulberries. I love mulberries. Oh, mulberries
0: are my favourite berries, mm-hmm. all time.
1: Okay, fruit. Let's talk about fruit for a mm-hmm. moment. And if we go to Matthew chapter seven, Jesus has some rather serious things to say about fruit. So in Matthew seven. And if we go down to verse 15, he says, Beware of false prophets, uh, continuing on, You shall know them by their fruit. Do men gather grapes off of thorns or figs off of thistles? Even so, every good tree brings forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree brings forth corrupt fruit. And so Jesus says that when it comes to you know, prophets and teachers and leaders and so forth, that we should look at the fruit of their life. Okay. So when he's talking about fruit, he's talking about how do they live their life? He goes on in verse uh, 20. He says, Wherefore, by their fruits you will know them. Not everyone that says to me, Lord, Lord, when in other words, calls himself a Christian, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he that does the will of my Father. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, and in your name cast out devils, and in your name done many wonderful works? And then I will profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you that work in iniquity or sin or evil, we might say today. Rather strong language, isn't it? Very
0: strong language again, yeah. Okay,
1: so the Bible, Jesus is simply saying this. If you find somebody who is coming along and they are professing to be a prophet or a preacher or a teacher of God's word and the fruits of their life that they are living in lavish luxury and just asking for your money all the time, then maybe that's not really good fruit. Maybe that's quite different fruit from the fruit that Jesus had in his ministry.
0: It's starkly different, actually, when you think about how little Jesus had and how much he helped other people.
1: Very quickly, in Galatians, and if we flick over to Galatians chapter 5, verse 22, the Bible says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, patience, temperance against such... There is no law So the very book of the Bible that we're studying in right here Tells us what the good fruits that we should be looking for Meekness, patience, temperance There's no law against those things is there Mon
0: I guess we'll be covering more of those in our study As we keep going through the book of Galatians We will, it's coming up mm. so stay looking tuned Looking at that the fruity chapter We're going to have a quick song break And then we're going to give away some free stuff So stay tuned and get your phones ready You could get something completely for free
6: How could it be This baby in my arms Sleeping now
1: Michael Card, Joseph Song and we have something to give away and I'm super excited about this one because
0: yes. it links with our new segments. We have a yeah, new segment called a "Wonderful New segment.
1: Family Matters and Darren Pratt is uh, our local expert on all things in relationship to children and families and uh, that kind of thing. So stay tuned for his little segment each morning. Mm-hmm. Be part uh, of our
0: show every day for at least the next week or so I think and it's going to be a wonderful, uh, informative and uplifting um, message about Family raising kids. I really like what you had to say this,
1: say this morning about the importance of telling stories to children. And that's how children build resilience to the dragons in the world that are trying to destroy them.
0: Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. yeah. Importance of telling stories. Well, this is a wonderful giveaway that we're doing, and it does indeed relate. It's called uh, The Connected Family, and it's a book. It's got simple steps to positive parenting. And on the back, I really like this quote. It says, When we have won our children's hearts, our parenting becomes not only more effective, but the rewarding experience God intended it to be. Which is a wonderful sounding book. It is. All about, you know, capturing the affections of our children, you know, how that's the foundation for successful parenting. Each chapter has a step forward section and it has a question and answer section so you can really it's, it's almost like a study guide.
1: Absolutely. And if you're feeling a little bit desperate, maybe, or your, mm. your, your kids are all ratty and you are feeling like you, your house is out of control and your life is out of control. And, you, and can't, you
0: just want a happy home.
1: This is the key to it right here. It's just a fantastic book. I've appreciated Paul and Carolyn Raine's ministry for many, many years. Mm-hmm. Those are the um, authors,
0: Paul and Carolyn Rain.
1: In fact, they had uh, quite an impact on how I raised my family.
0: Well, The Connected Family, if you'd like to get a copy of this book, you can give us a call. Just be the first one through on 1-800-FAITH-FM. That's 1-800-324-843. Or you can text us 0491-064-669. Our Facebook is Faith FM Australia. So if you're already sitting there with your Facebook open, just quickly jump over, send us a message and say, Hey, I want the book. I want the giveaway, The Connected Family. Be the first one. Be the first one we'll send it to you free of charge.
1: And don't forget to leave your details. We need to know who you are and Mm -hmm. where you are so that it goes to the right place. Well, we've got uh, more great programming coming up right after this, but before we get to it, I did want to mention that Mm -hmm. if you want to know more about the Bible and say more about the book of Galatians and you have questions on your mind, then give us a call or send us a text or shoot us a message because we can arrange that for you wherever you are, right across Australia. We have positively different news in relationship to... Uh, The Bible Mm -hmm. And we can Make those arrangements
0: And how the world Around us And everything happening Yeah We'll be back After the 7 o'clock News Next Monday morning We will Look forward to Having the Monday Show with you
1: Enjoy your weekend Here on Faith FM
5: A mighty fortress Is our God a bulwark never failing Our helper he amid the flood of mortal ills prevailing, for still our ancient foe doth seek to work us woe. His craft and power are great and armed with cruel. earth is not his equal. Did we in our own strength confide our striving would be losing? We're not the right man on our side. The man of God's own choosing Dost ask who that may be Christ Jesus it is he Lord Sabaoth his name From age to age the same And he must win the battle devils fill should threaten to undo us we will not fear for God has will his truth to triumph through us the prince of darkness grim we tremble not for him his rage we can endure For lo, his doom is sure. One little word shall fail him. That word above all earthly powers, no thanks to. The Spirit and the gifts are ours Through Him who with us Let goods and kindred go This mortal life also The body they may kill God's truth abideth still His kingdom is forever.